Hello, and welcome back to our special book talk series about the International Dublin Writers' Festival. For those of you joining for the first time, I'm Sabrina, and I'll be hosting this mini-series and giving you a sneak peek into the festival events we have lined up for September. Today, I'm so excited to introduce Patrick Osborne. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here today. For our audience, Patrick is one of our special guest speakers at the festival this year, and he's going to share a little bit about himself and the projects he's going to speak about at the festival. So, Patrick, um, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? So, like, where you're from, what you work on, um, and if you have a favorite book or play and why, which I know... It's a tough question, but I'm asking it anyway. Thank you. <laughs> um, how are you doing, Sabrina? I'm, I'm um, all right myself. That's good stuff. Good to hear. Well, I was born in Dublin in 1971. So I suppose where I grew up and where I was born is right at the epicentre of the festival. Mm-hmm. So it's a fantastic thing for me, you know, coming from that area to have the chance then to be a guest speaker at the international festival you know which is which is it's kind of um yeah it's so brilliant so you know it's it's unreal it's kind of um you know from where i started off i would have been born in in a tenement house and then would have lived in dublin corporation flats so council flats and then be, and you know before then moving a bit further out of the city but mm-hmm. so a lot of my stories a lot of the roots of of, of my beliefs and stuff come from um, being born and bred in the Dublin's north inner city, so it's a great inspiration, um, plenty awesome. of stories and and plenty of gallows humour because it, it wouldn't like nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties in Dublin <clears throat> were a far cry from what they are now, and mm. um, you know there was a lot of unemployment, there was a lot of uh, antisocial behaviour, drugs were very new, so communities all had to relearn and 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 try educate the 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 youth. And obviously through reading, so I would have been an avid member of of the libraries that the council had at the time, which were a brilliant resource for for young children growing up in such areas. And so that's why I'm really, you know, I'm really kind of an advocate of um, reading, education, mm-hmm. you know, that it's it's definitely a passport to the world and it'll improve you a lot, hopefully. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, oh. that, that's basically where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah, and nice. then, and then writing. I originally started off as screenwriting, so mm-hmm. my that that's my first love. So I would have been a member of a, a crowd called Film Base, who were based in Temple Bar, back I suppose the late nineteen nineties two thousands. So I would have I would have done a lot of courses there. So that was where my interest in writing kind of began, and then over the course of I don't know what's that thirty years. <laughs> Um, I've branched out then into writing novels and also becoming a playwright as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's it. Oh, very nice. Um, so let's see. Could you tell us a little bit about um some of your like past projects, um, things that you've worked on? You said screenwriting plays, like yeah, lay it on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose I suppose the most frustrating thing about screenwriting compared to other types of writing is very few of the projects would ever see the light of day because it's quite mm. expensive to make. Yeah. So what I would say to anyone out there, if you have ambitions of being maybe a screenwriter or, you know, would love to see your words come to life on, you know, on screen is, you know, if you can write a novel, you know, you can put pen to paper, you can get your laptop out and there's no restrictions whatsoever other than your imagination. 
So that's a huge thing. You know, you don't, you're not dependent on anyone else. You can do it. So, you know, anyone can write. It takes a bit of discipline. <laughs> it takes a, sure. you know, finding that time. And as we all, we all procrastinate, we all make excuses. And sometimes it's way easier to make the excuse of why you can't write as opposed to why you should write. So I would encourage everyone, if you're, you know, if, if you have aspirations of writing, write. You know, that, that's just get down and start writing. So my original project would have been, my my debut novel was Baxter's Boys. Yes. Yeah, which is about a pub, a dysfunctional pub football team based in an art inner city um, community that had been neglected, we'd say, uh, government policies or, you know, they, they, just, they just were down on their luck. Mm-hmm. And then this team arrives into the area and, and they build they build the community, you know, they learn from the community, community learn from them. So it's a feel good story, but it would have its roots back in where I grew up, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but I had originally written that as a six part TV series for the BBC. And as I said, it's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now the BBC are brilliant insofar as anyone out there, if you have any ambitions to screenwrite and you don't have an agent and you don't have any track record or, you know, the BBC are fantastic for accepting unsolicited manuscripts. Mm-hmm. And they have a fantastic um, writer's room with all advice and stuff. So that would be definitely a go-to, uh, you know, I suppose go-to uh, resource that, you know, that anyone can avail of, avail of. So as I said, that's where Baxter's Boys originally started. And then unfortunately, as I said, it's quite expensive to make TV or films. So then mm-hmm. I said, this is too good a story to, to just leave. So then I turned it into a novel. So that was the debut novel. And that came out 2020. Mm-hmm. And so I was very fortunate. The reviews have been fantastic. It's it's done quite well. And it's recently been, a TV company has recently optioned it for a film. Oh, that's incredible. And it's getting back to what it originally was supposed to be. So that's great. There you go. There you go. And, and, and like that, I would, you know, again, I would advise anyone, try, try write it again in a book. And my idea when I put it back into a book was that every book you write is like a business card. Mm-hmm. of your work so it just takes the right person to pick it up and read it and go that would make a good film or a good yeah. tv team so sometimes that's a way of rather than waiting for you know for a tv company you know trying to apply and apply and, and not getting through their defenses if you like for want of a better word you be you take the you be proactive you know you take control of the situation and you write it and then hopefully um with a bit of luck the right person and might get in the right person's hands. So that's what's happened to Baxter's boys. So I'm look at it's a long road and it's like I suppose writing is like a roller coaster. There's ups and downs and highs and lows, you know, but as I said, the 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 most important thing I would tell people is 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 write because you enjoy writing mm-hmm. and keep writing. And all the other stuff that happens will be the bonus territory. So my second book then which will be published next month Oh Again, goodness. that was that was that's called uh, when your numbers up, mm-hmm. and that was originally I, re- I originally wrote that as a feature film, and I had I got that now that went a little bit further with the BBC, um. But again, look, that was about I originally wrote that about twenty years ago, um. So that got great feedback and fairness at the time, but I was totally unknown. I'd done nothing, you know. I didn't, I didn't really understand the industry. I just thought mm-hmm. you write this brilliant story, and they're going to be queuing up to give you big checks and. <laughs> to make it doesn't happen like that for most people <laughs> but but you can still dream so this one yeah it's 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 coming out next month so i'm really excited about that because it's it's a whereas baxter's boys kind of is people 
on the on, on kind of on the ground level looking at it at force it's a very kind of male uh, it appears to be a male story but it's not mm. it's a story of everyone but the cover is kind of a football team and I know a lot of women that have read Baxter's Boys they read it because they had bought it for their, their partners mm-hmm. and then kind of you know curiosity got the better of them and they read it and then they actually enjoyed it and they said no this is this is a story about everyone you know not just mm-hmm. a male dominated story so when your number's up then that's that's a very broad comedy dark comedy caper heist um kind of a walter mitty type character i love walter mitty yeah 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 so that was that was that was the type so you know it's just a guy down his look everything is uh, gone to pot his girlfriend's left him he's going to lose his job he's about to be evicted and he has hit rock bottom mm-hmm. and he meets this, this older gent that's uh lives on the streets you know and the older gent puts the idea in his head of why don't you steal a lottery machine and play it for free oh. now it's not that straightforward <laughs> but that's the concept so it's kind of a crazy madcap um story you know and there's a love story in it as well like it's 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 you know so i'm really proud of it i think it's i think it has a universal appeal because yeah. everyone dreams of being rich you know um mm. and you know money while this guy thinks money can solve all your problems obviously it can't you know it can yeah. bring more problems yeah but but he, that's his initial belief you know and and when, when like he's quite lonely as well uh, you know, he just kind of feels he's failed at life. So the the winning the lottery and having all this money, he thinks will solve all his problems, and that money can buy you anything, including love. Mm-hmm. That's that's where he initially thinks. Okay. So yeah, so so I yeah, I'm really I'm really 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 happy to get that out there. You know, the um, initial review, uh, you know, I've had a read you read you know by a couple of select readers, and the, the initial feedback has been uh, fantastic. So. Yep. Oh, that's great. I'm so excited for it to be on the market. That'll that'll yeah, be incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah. So that that's that's the second book. Yeah. And then I, I've written a lot of plays, a lot of short plays, because again, um part of part of the writing journey that you're on, especially if you want to be commercially viable, is you have to get your name out there. Mm-hmm. So so what with writing plays again, what I can do is I can test different things I write, different scenarios, and you get an immediate reaction from an audience, good, bad, or indifferent, yeah. you will get an immediate, yeah. And and there's nothing, there's n- nothing, you know, there's no better feeling in the world than you writing something, especially dark comedy, which I write, mm-hmm. that a room erupts into laughter as something that you sat over with a blank page many, many months earlier. Um, and that's that's a fantastic feeling. Yeah, so, I bet that feels incredible. Yeah. So I do love theatre and I do love the instant response. Now, it's quite time consuming, you know, between because, again, most plays, most playwrights, it's kind of it's amateur. You know, you're doing things as cheap as you can to get it out there. But mm-hmm. what it does do is it definitely hones your writing. You definitely know where your market is and what people like or don't like. And you can try, you can experiment. So I love that about playwriting. Yeah, that's awesome. So between, you know, writing a book, screenwriting and playwriting, does your writing process change like be- uh, between those things? Is it mostly the same? Like what what's that experience like shifting yeah. between those? Like it, it is different insofar as like it's it's gas when people read Baxter's Boys, 
the amount of people then that you know there was all Amazon reviews saying oh this should be a Netflix series or I can see this as a film and the whole but I had originally written it in that way I write yeah so I was going yeah well that's the way you know that's that's the way I saw it too so I kind of write as I'm as I see it through my eyes visually Mm -hmm. so we'd say some writers they write with a lot more prose um you know and and that suits the style of writing they're doing I emphasize I like to work on dialogue mm-hmm. you know re, you know I, I love dialogue I love people's interactions and I love then the visual of the situation that you put the people in so mm-hmm. again that goes back to screenwriting you know uh, that style obviously screenwriting as opposed to a book screenwriting is more I won't say a, it's an instructional manual to some extent because you're only a cog in the process of a, of screenwriting. You'll have a director, you know, you'll have other people who'll have visions and interpretations of your work and actors and so forth. So that's, so you kind of, you have to be mean with, the, with, with your instructions, with the amount you write, with screenwriting. So the, 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 the best advice I can give is, I mean, it was given to me by, by um, a mentor was, for a scene when you're writing screen, is arrive late, leave early. So mm-hmm. you keep it as, as, as concise as possible and as exciting as possible. Whereas when you're writing um, books, uh, you, can, you, can, you have a bit more time to maybe develop characters through your writing. Whereas on screen, it could be just two or three words and that's the character set up. Right. So that, that, yeah, so that, that, that's different. You, you do have to put your thinking cap on and, and, and you know, approach the writing style slightly different but from my type of writing I like to write how I see things how I visualize it mm-hmm. so I hope that makes sense no it does that's really that's really cool I didn't I didn't think about that I mean I feel like with the screenwriting the arrive late leave early I like I wouldn't have thought to put it that way but it, it does make sense I feel like the action that you get like yep. you want to be dropped right in it and then leave right. when the, when the <clears throat> like anticipation is the highest and that and that and that's 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 the secret, you know. And I mean, I'm not reinventing the wheel. This has been done and tried and you know and tried and tested for many years, but it is a fantastic uh, way to set up. And the other thing, when you're when you're sending off, if you send off a script, generally the likes of the BBC or you know or producers and all, they'll read the first ten pages. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the rule of thumb. So a page of script is approximately one minute of film. Okay. OK, so again, if you write a 90 page script, it's about an hour and a half. OK, but they will read 10 pages. If it doesn't grip them in 10 pages, it's gone. Yeah. You know? So you watch most movies and all. They nearly tell you at the very start, almost it'll, a lot of films are almost at the end. And then they do a flashback, you know, 10 days earlier or five years earlier or whatever. But you'll be, as you said, you'll be dropped into action very quickly. You know, you'll and you have to establish char- characters, the main characters, very quickly because the audience want to fall in love with your characters. I want to have empathy, but they need to see them characters very quickly, and and they need to suss out what's going on very quickly. You know, there's very few films now that are very slow burners. Whether yeah. people's attention spans have lessened, I don't know, but it's it's you know, as I said, you need to really catch them straight away on the hop. Then you can delve back into their backstories. Yeah. That initial 10 pages for anyone writing out there, um, particularly screenwriting, first 10 pages, you have to hook them. That's it. 
for sure. Yeah, the hook is so important. I've read enough manuscripts to be like, you, yeah. If you don't have a hook, and yeah. you're done. You're done. You're going, like, yeah. I I can't stay with this if there's no yeah. good hook. Um, yeah. But yeah. So is this a bit what you're going to be talking about at the festival? Um, like your advice for screenwriting and and being an author. Yeah, I think it's it's the the, the main thing I'm going to say is 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 have belief in yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like like people complicate what writing is writing is about but writing is a simple process mm-hmm. now whether the writing is any good that's another thing that's subjective but the process is simple i mean if you put words down either on a on a laptop or on on pen and paper you know you can edit as the man says you can't edit a blank page right you know so you need to write something once you start writing now you've started the process of becoming a writer Mm-hmm. otherwise you're just like somebody that's thinking and pondering you know <laughs> so right so my thing is that if I can do this especially coming from the background I came I'd nobody none, n- nobody involved none, none of my siblings or my my you know my relations were writers mm-hmm. um, as such and so I didn't have that background you know I was just an ordinary Joe soap going about my business I'm a horticulturist by trade so, you know, gardening is my, is, 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 you know, plants. That's my, my profession. Mm-hmm. And, but it gives you plenty of time to think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, so it's a, it's a good, it's a good file or a good balance for that. But, oh yeah. So I want to be talking about is, is, you know, have confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Have confidence in a writer. And the biggest thing is everyone was once a beginner. Right. No matter who they are, everyone was once a beginner. And and I want to instill in people that if I can do something, you know, coming from kind of negative steps, if you like, you know, from from not having anyone in the know how or, you know, um, that if I can do it, well, everyone can do it. What's stopping you? And believe in yourself and, you know, and it will happen. Yeah. You know? Oh, man, that everyone needs to hear that. That that That's going to be fantastic. And I'm looking forward to hearing that um, in September. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, thank you so much for um, talking with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure, Sabrina. I really enjoyed it. Yay. Thank Um, you. Well, I'll see you at the festival. Looking forward to it. So this brings us to the end of our episode for today. And thank you so much for tuning in. While this is the end of our mini series, it is certainly not the end of the amazing speakers we have lined up for the festival. If you're interested in attending the International Dublin Writers Festival, it will be running from September 15th to 17th at the Academy Plaza Hotel in Dublin. If you can't attend in person but still want to listen in and learn, we do have online sessions available. So please go to internationaldublinwritersfestival.com for more information. See you there!